Welcome to the Burning Hearts Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us this week. On this week's episode, Pastor Chris continues our Kingdom Culture series as he speaks on family. Good morning, church. It is Pastor Chris, and I just want to welcome you or say thank you for welcoming us into your home today. If you are a regular attender of Burning Hearts Church, we say hello. And if it is your first time joining us today, we say welcome. We're so happy that you're a part of the family. So we welcome you in um, and are glad that you're here today. Before I dig into any bit of a message today, we're obviously in a very culturally um, challenging time with some of us feeling uh, the repercussions of it more than others. And uh, I just want to be open about that today as well and hopefully speak some life and some truth um, and some encouragement into your situation today. So I want to start out just by reading from Psalm chapter 23. So if you have your Bible there with you, I'd encourage you to open that up. Um, and we're going to read together from Psalm chapter 23 this morning. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm chapter 23. This is a beautiful promise from the scriptures that even though we walk through what the psalmist here calls the valley of the shadow of death, when we walk through extremely challenging or trying times, personally, as a family, as a community, as a nation, or even as a world, God promises to be our shepherd that is there to lead us by places of retreat and restoration, still in quiet waters, places where your soul is restored. So I just pray right off the bat, that this morning we would all experience the moving of the Holy Spirit. Um, He promises in his word that streams of living water would flow from those who believe and who follow Jesus. So I'm just believing today that the Holy Spirit's going to move in your life, move through your life to those around you, um, and that we're going to experience God's presence together in the next few minutes. We've been in a kingdom culture series these last few weeks at church. So if you've been with us, you're aware of that. We've been looking at the culture of the kingdom of God. And today's core value of the kingdom of God that we're exploring, um, I'm not going to even necessarily focus on too much throughout the message, but it is going to make its appearance um, partway through the message again. But the kingdom value for today is family. So I think it's fitting that many of you are actually at home right now, parents with your kids, kids hopefully in in the room right now, Um, watching. I want to let you know too, there are some kids resources, I believe, in a tab on the same page that you can um, download for your kids right now if you'd like to. So yeah, that's our core value today, family. So it's fun to be in this context of homes. I hope that you're with um, friends or family this morning. If you're quarantined all by yourself this morning, I bless you in the name of the Lord. You're going to have a chance to call somebody um, and make some good connection with those that you love in a little bit as well. So We're exploring family today. Um, Obviously, things in the last couple of weeks have escalated a little bit for us. 
Um, I love the promises of God. His kingdom is not shaken. I want to read from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. It says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. It's beautiful that we can still do that together um, as a church, even over the power of the internet. And it is so cool what God's doing, um, even in this time, to bring the gospel forth into new avenues. There are churches all over the place entering into uh, more of a web-based platform, at least for this time. Remember, where we are right now is temporary. We are going to be back together, glory to God. But right now, it's cool how God is taking what, what the enemy meant for evil and actually bringing a lot of good out of it. So I'm encouraged by that as well. There's this great song um, that goes right along with that thought, though. The kingdom of God cannot be shaken. And this is a beautiful promise for you and for me. As difficult or challenging as things get throughout our lives and things that we face either alone or together, God is in control. There's a song by Twyla Paris that came out in 1993 um, that I just found again maybe 10 days ago called God is in Control. The lyrics of the song are so powerful and still ring so true. I'm grateful to my mom for raising me on um, Twyla Paris, my, my mom and dad, for having that album in the house. But it's a true and powerful message for right now that God is in control. His kingdom cannot be shaken or moved. I want to look at one verse as we enter our message this morning from 1 Chronicles chapter 12. There's this tiny little verse. It's verse 32 in 1 Chronicles 12 that talks about the sons of Issachar. And here's what it says about the sons of Issachar. They're just barely mentioned in there. You could miss the whole, the whole weight of this verse if you just breeze through the chapter too fast. But it says of the sons of Issachar that they were men who understood the times and knew what to do. It says that the sons of Issachar understood the times and they knew what to do. I believe as we enter into this message today, God wants to lead you and me into a place of understanding the time that we're living in, knowing the season, and not only understanding where we are, but also knowing what to do within the context of our current season. So I'm praying that today God would give us revelation on that very thing. I want to help us today understand those times a little bit, and I'm going to give just what I'm calling seven tips for life today. These are seven really practical and applicable things that you can begin to implement if you're not already doing them, that I believe we've got a beautiful and powerful opportunity right now to take hold of these things. Let me just say this right now. Regardless of where this thing goes or how long you might be stuck at home, there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of this. For your family, there's going to be a lot of good. For your friends, there's going to be a lot of good. And there can be a lot of good that comes out of this even for you personally. As we realize that we don't have to be a victim to our circumstance or situation, but God actually wants to lead us into um, triumph as we understand the times and know what to do. So I'm giving you right now seven tips for life today. I'd encourage you to take out a notebook, write down these seven things, and begin to implement these, implement these things this week. Seven tips for life today. This first one you may not think sounds very spiritual, but I tell you it relates to you on a very spiritual level. Number one, manage your consumption of the news. Ooh, this is a big one. I like this quote. Be careful that your consumption doesn't consume you. 
I'm going to say that again. Be careful that your consumption doesn't consume you. If you're anything like me, you can become addicted to the news. You can become addicted to headlines. When I swipe over on my phone to see that news tab, there are times, you guys, I swipe over there, and before I even read a headline, I can feel the anxiety beginning to rise up in my heart, in my life. It's at that point that I know I need a break from this. Whenever what I'm consuming begins to consume me, it is time for a pause. So I'm encouraging you, manage your consumption of the news. I'm not here to say don't be informed or stop reading. It's great to be informed, but be aware of when your consumption begins to consume you. This is powerful. That is my first, manage your consumption of the news. My second tip for life today is this, spend free time reading the Bible. I know that might sound kind of old school to some of you. Others of you, you're already doing this every day. There is a reason the Bible, the Word of God, hasn't gone away. There's powerful truths from the very heart of God inside this book. The life of Jesus opens, us to, opens up to us um, the way to live fullness of life, the way to experience um, life abundantly. Um, there are truths and wisdom inside of this book that will bring comfort, that will bring um, encouragement, that will bring challenge, um, that will meet you wherever you are, that will bring conviction, that will bring positive change to your life. God loves people and he loves you. So as you open up his word, you get to actually experience a measure of his love as you explore and read through the Bible. So if you are not regularly reading the Bible, I would encourage you, just open it up. And if you're not sure maybe where to start, open up to the book of John. It's a powerful book that looks at the life of Jesus. You'll begin to discover that God is love. You'll begin to discover that Christ didn't come to condemn, but actually to save. So there's some powerful truths in here. Uh, wherever you are, there's something for you in the Word of God. In this time, as a family, I'm going to encourage you as well. If you're not reading the Word of God together as a family, now is a great time to start. That brings me to my third um, tip for life today, which is focus on your family. This is powerful. This is where we're at in our Kingdom Culture series, is a focus on family. Again, this is so cool. You know, one of the things that I think has been attacked um, most recently in our world is the concept of family. Uh, it seems less and less common that you see strong marriages, that you see strong, tender, loving fathers, that you see um, kids being raised in a loving and disciplined environment. But it is beautiful. I believe God wants to restore uh, the value of family, and he's beginning to do it. In this strange window of time that we have right now, and you may get stuck, look around your room right now, you may get stuck with these people um, for a couple of weeks, but in this window of time, you and I have an opportunity to invest in the relationships that matter most. That's those closest to us, those that we love. Husbands and wives, if you're with each other right now, I'd encourage you, think about your vows to one another in these next couple of weeks. Think about the um, commitment that you made to one another to love and begin to pour yourselves even more deeply into those relationships. Another piece about family in this time, your kids, if you've got little kids, they may not remember the word coronavirus in a few years or as they grow into adults, 
but they will remember if you, mom or dad, had peace in this time. So you have a powerful opportunity to show and demonstrate to your kids what it looks like to walk through adversity with peace, to walk through hardship with hope. So I'd encourage you just to make that a priority even in your home life in these next few weeks. That's number three, focus on your family. Number four is this, use technology wisely. Use technology wisely. For some of you, this is a powerful opportunity to put the devices away, and like I said before, focus on the relationships within your home. Others of you, if you are alone, or you find yourself alone in these next few weeks, use that technology not just to consume from other people's lives and to see what other people are doing, Use the technology to reach out. Video call those you love. Um, call up that family member or friend that you haven't caught up with in too long. Do things that will actually um, bring a mutual connection and investment in relationship uh, through technology, apart from just consuming. So use technology wisely. The fifth thing of the seven tips for life today is hold on to hope. I want to read from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 25. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hold on to hope unswervingly, for he who promised is faithful. You may only face what you're facing today one time in your life, and God trusts you to walk through with hope, with perseverance, with faith, even if it feels like it's more than you can handle, he is with you in the fire and he is walking with you. If you feel like you personally are in a wilderness today, maybe things have um, happened in the last few days that shocked you or your family or maybe someone you love is facing something really hard, hold on to hope and recognize you may be in a wilderness right now, but God is bringing you into a promised land. He who promised is faithful. Number six in my seven uh, tips for life today is pray. If you aren't familiar with the concept of prayer or of just talking with God, man, I encourage you today, just begin to share with Him what's on your heart. Talk with Him about what you're going through. Prayer is a powerful tool that God gives us. I love this quote from Seth Dahl. While worry is often a symptom of a weak prayer life, it can also become a trigger to a better one. I'm going to say that once more from Seth Dahl. While worry is often a symptom of a weak prayer life, it can also become a trigger to a better one. I want to talk for a second about getting rid of worry. It's a powerful statement. Worry can be a symptom of a weak prayer life, but when we experience worry, that can also be the thing that reminds us we need to pray. Prayer is your passageway out of worry. I want to read from Philippians 4, 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Prayer is your passageway out of worry. 
Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. As you step out of a place of worry into a place of prayer, the result is that the peace of God will begin to transcend everything you're walking through. He will guard your heart. He will guard your mind in Christ Jesus as you step into a place of prayer. So receive his peace today. My seventh tip, this is the biggest one. It's the easiest one. My seventh tip on the seven tips for life today is go and watch the God is in Control YouTube video by Twyla Paris after this. You're going to be encouraged by the lyrics. You're going to love the choreography. It's from 1993. The ballet dancers in the background are hilarious. So go check out that video. Be encouraged by that. Laugh with your family. Enjoy each other today. Um, but just know that God is in control, regardless of what you're going through and walking through. I want to leave you with just one scripture this morning. It is from John 14, verse 27. These are the words of Jesus to his disciples shortly before he was crucified. Jesus said to his disciples, and I speak to us again, and can you hear the heart of Jesus saying to us this morning, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. These are the words of Jesus. So whether you feel you've been directly affected by the current global situation, or maybe you feel like there's someone you know who has, we all have a responsibility and a part that we can play in this to shine forth the love of Christ. If you feel like maybe you haven't been personally affected, you probably do know someone who has. I'm just going to encourage you, reach out to them this week, call them today, find out how you can help them, Maybe even just call and offer them prayer. Um, do something to encourage someone in your life today. And then if that is you and you are walking through a personal crisis or maybe your family is walking through something, um, would you also reach out to those who can help you? Never be afraid to reach out if you find yourself in a lonely place, if you find yourself scared, um, if you find yourself in need. Reach out to those in the body of Christ. God is restoring family and he wants to do it. He wants to use you and me as the body of Christ to show the world uh, what true family really looks like and what love really looks like. Let me pray for you today. Father, I just thank you for um, your heart for people. I thank you, God, that you love every person um, on this planet. And Father, you love all of those watching today, Lord God, and you know where they're at. And Father, I just pray right now, Lord God, you would meet people where they're at. Lord, I thank you for the peace that you offer. I pray right now your Holy Spirit would release peace over their lives in Jesus' mighty name. That, God, you would fill homes right now with comfort. You would fill homes with provision. Lord, you would fill homes with hope. God, I pray those who are walking through a challenging situation or time personally would begin to feel a sense of hope rising up. And, Lord, as they implement some of these seven things, that they can do to live life to the fullest. Lord, that you would meet them in that place, Father, that any adversity or weapon formed against us, you said, would not prosper in Jesus' name. And I thank you for that promise, Lord. Just rejoice in your truth, God. And I want to thank you, Father, for the simplicity of the gospel message, that you sent Jesus 
to the earth. Your word says in John 3, Lord, you sent your one and only Son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Your word also says, God, you didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. So, Father, would you let people know today how much you love them and that you sent your son Jesus to save them uh, because you love them. If you're out there today and you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never um, heard that you could know God, I just encourage you, pray a simple prayer to the Lord um, and just say, Jesus, would you come into my life today? Uh, Would you wash me clean of my sins, my shortcomings? We've all fallen short in different ways. God's grace is enough for you. Whatever you've done and wherever you are, just know that his grace is sufficient for you. And the blood of Jesus and the price that he paid on the cross um, is enough to forgive you, to bring you into right relationship with God and with other people. So just reach out to him today in your heart and say, Jesus, come and fill my life today. Lord, I just bless everybody watching. I thank you for their hearts, their lives, their families. Be with them today. Pray that they'd be encouraged this week, Lord. Um, And watch over them, Father, until next Sunday. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message encouraged you today. For more information about Burning Hearts Church and our mission, please head to burningheartsfargo.com. If you are in the Fargo area, we would love for you to join us at one of our Sunday services, either 9 or 1045 a.m. Have a great rest of your week.